to Only Being You Unfiltered. Our previous episode for the season was basically a space for several of our members to voice their own opinions, thoughts, and feelings about today's situation with regard to Black Lives Matter. While we definitely believe that having these discussions helps develop a dialogue and promote a better understanding of why so many people feel the way that they feel, we believe that having this episode, unlike any of our episodes, should be much more information-based. In other words, um, instead of merely discussing, we're going to be explaining. Some of our members have volunteered to discuss some events that they feel are relevant to BLM today. And as always, when we refer to BLM, we aren't referring to the organization. Rather, we're referring to the general cause and fight for racial justice that so many people have endured for so long. Four of our members, Ravi, Amara, Samaya, and Iman, will be sharing their own events. To start off, we would like to start off with something that is honestly pretty crucial to understanding the entire cause of BLM. We're pretty sure that you and most of our audience knows about the entire murder of George Floyd and how it acted as a catalyst for much of the momentum that is still going on with BLM. But unfortunately, many other instances are often overlooked. Black Lives Matter is a movement in which all people come together in an opposition against both racism as well as police brutality. Through marches, hashtags, and even the famous black and yellow emblem, people all around the world have joined the fight for safety and protection of black lives. In recent years, the BLM movement has gained a tremendous amount of traction. This can be highly accredited to the murder of 46-year-old George Floyd, an unarmed African-American male who was brutally murdered during an arrest by white officer Derek Chauvin after he kneeled on his neck for a total of 9 minutes and 29 seconds. Through Floyd's endless cries for help, the police officer refused to relieve him of the pain from his neck being compressed, even as passerbys watched and pled for him to stop. The heartbreaking death of George Floyd had a humongous impact not only on the black community in America, but all people all over the world. People began to rally together, chanting things such as no justice, no peace, and defund the police. Celebrities, parents, and children who were just old enough to walk took to the streets in an effort to have their voices heard. While the officer who killed Floyd was eventually prosecuted, that does not mean the movement is over just yet. In fact, it has not even been 10 years since it officially started. The Black Lives Matter movement was officially founded in 2013 by three black women in response to the not guilty verdict of George Zimmerman, who shot and killed unarmed black teenager Trayvon Martin. This shooting revealed the deep-rooted division on the topics of racism and police brutality throughout America. While children today might not recognize Trayvon Martin's name, his untimely death is what kickstarted the movement that we so widely see today. I believe it is up to us youth to ensure the movement keeps going until all people, regardless of what their skin color may be, are seen as equal in the eyes of all. It is crucial to address both the racial and social justice issues within our communities so that we can prevent history from repeating itself again. Hey you guys, my name is Iman Ahmed and for my a short segment on Black Lives Matter, I'm going to be talking about the justice system and what it does to black men specifically. So what I want to first start off is my claim, which is that um, the justice justice system is often targeting black people because of the prejudice and racism that's been woven inside the justice system ever since America was built on. America was built because America was built on slavery, and therefore the justice system was always meant to put them down. Um, I want, for the first instance, I want to talk about uh, Troy Davis. 
and he was uh he was a black man accused with uh killing an officer and he constantly did not claim to have done it he pleaded guilty and stayed pleading guilty even though he was uh sentenced to death so he was facing the death penalty and he was sentenced to it um then whenever on september 21st uh 2011 uh his he passed away with lethal injection so with that being said there was many petitions against the fact that he had done the crime and there wasn't enough evidence but he was he ended up being sentenced to that by the way nine out of his uh seven out of his nine witnesses took back their statement his, their testimony against him um, there was also politicians and the NAACP uh, who also called for Troy to not to grant to be given clemency. So, but he he did he did end up passing away, and there are more instances like he like as sad as it is, he's not original, because there have been many black folks, um, black people specifically black men, who are targeted. Um, so, reading off of the innocenceproject.org, that's where I'm getting information from, uh, 21 states have abolished the death penalty, and the reason why I'm, uh, why death, the death penalty should not be, should not exist is because, um, killing someone for an innocent, like, the likelihood of killing someone for an innocent crime, while it is low, it's still probable and it's not fair. Um, so with that being said, for black folks, um, 52% of people, this is also from innocentproject.org, uh, innocent pro- innocent 52% of people on death row were black, okay? But even though 52% of, that's over half, but 13% of the population in the U.S. is black. So the proportions are really high. And... It's because uh, black people are also seven times likely to be more targeted for the death penalty for crimes. So this, like, st- statistically, they're facing a lot, and it's be- literally because you know it goes back to lynchings in the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, where if a black man was or a black person was accused of a crime, they would just get lynched. And it would just be done in private, and and then bodies will be found. Um, so my recent one that I would like to talk about, my most recent occurrence of the same situation, would be Julius Jones, and this actually happened in my home state, Oklahoma. Um, and for him, he was accused of he was con- uh, convicted of killing someone, as well, Mr. Jones. But he had an alibi. He was with his parents. Um, he did not match the description of the killer by a witness. And he was basically just being pinned for the crime. It was really random. And it, and it took away a big chunk of his life. So how those two events impacted the black community? Well, it's just giving them another reason to fight, as they should. Because black African Americans are experiencing racism, and while it, there's no slavery and there's no segregation, it's still prominent in society. And my own views on it, well, yeah, as a black person, you know, I 
I am affected by this as well. So, you know, another reason to fight. My name is Ravi Garasali. I am from Los Angeles, California and attend Los Angeles Center for Rich Studies. I would like to talk to you about two issues that impact the black community. One local, another a global issue undermining the Black Lives Matter movement. In this country, can a person be kept away from making money like others because of their race? Last week, McDonald's and Mr. Herb Washington, an African-American McDonald's restaurant's franchisee in the Cleveland area, reached a settlement of $33.5 million after he sued McDonald's because they were steering him towards underperforming, more costly, inner-city markets, unlike his white colleagues who were prospering in the suburbs. The McDonald's franchisees in suburban areas make more money, and he didn't get to make that money, unlike his white colleagues. Even today, while there definitely has been a lot of progress, one specific group within the Black community, the Black transgender community, has often been overlooked in the overall fight for racial justice. In fact, at the end of 2015, 21 transgender people had been killed, which was very high at the time, and 13 of those 21 victims were Black. Fortunately, more and more advocacy groups have been speaking out as much as they can about this issue, but this fight is not even close to being over yet. There's still so much more work to do and so much more progress to make. As we end our second season and embark on a new journey, we wish all of you a happy and joyous new year. Yet, with this new year, please do not forget about how much more progress we need to make. Instead, motivate yourself to keep advocating for marginalized voices, no matter when, and use this new year as inspiration to work even harder. Just understand that this is not meant to be a trend, but a movement.